I am very close to my family, even though we are such a large family. Like right now we have 30, I believe it's 31 people from my parents down. So like in-laws, nieces and nephews. So we're very, very close. Like I talk to at least one, if not three to five of them every single day. That, I would say that I'm extremely fortunate in that because you know, coming from that, it's very hard. It's extremely hard to meet people who understand and get it. And my siblings, we all get each other. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to my 27th episode of the Altered Story show, Rachel's Story. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit located in Overland Park, Kansas that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Thanks for listening to today's show. I know you are going to love it. Before I introduce my special rock star guest, I'd like to give a big shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs on their Super Bowl victory. I know it's been a while, but it is still in February, and I want to just give that shout out. I'd also like to thank Her Life Magazine in Overland Park and Melissa Cole for the love in featuring Altered Stories Ministry in this month's issue. Do take the time and read through the article if you get a chance. Also, I wanted to share that I'm super excited to be going to the Spark Christian Podcasters conference in Houston, Texas soon. And that will be the first conference for Christian podcasters that I'm aware of. And I'm really looking forward to learning and networking and also uh, what will be ahead for Altered Stories show there. So moving on, let's get this show started. Today, I have the great pleasure of introducing Rachel Cohen to the show. Rachel is the founder of My Bear Jeff, and she has the fun title of Chief Bear Officer 2. She lives in the Kansas City area. She's passionate about people, companies, and movements that drive to create impact and positive change, and I love that. Rachel and I are going to be talking today about how she created her company from several personal experiences in her life and how her faith in God made a difference. So now let's get to know her better. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks, Michelle. So great to be here and be talking with you today. I'm really excited. Well, how are you doing this President's Day? It has been such a great day. What about you? You know, I'm doing okay. I, you know, just really happy and ecstatic that my dad made it through this procedure where he had to put a stint in his heart. He's 86 and uh, he was really struggling. So I am grateful to God and to his doctors and all that for his ability to hopefully prolong his life some as a result of having that stint. I'm just amazed at what the doctors can do. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that today. 
before we get into the details, I wanted to ask you, what does a chief bear officer do? <laughs> You're so funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually, I chose it as kind of a fun title. I mean, I have a teddy bear company, so it should be fun. And I have to remind myself of that to keep, keep things fun. So chief bear officer, I guess I'm just in charge of all the bears and where they go. Um, I kind of look at it as kind of being the mama bear over all of them in a bit of a fun way. So it's, it's more of a fun title than anything, rather than just saying founder or owner. That sounds fun. I, I think you and I had conversed and there is a friend of mine who calls herself chief excitement officer. It kind of adds to her brand. So I think with yours, you know, chief bear officer, that's pretty, pretty doggone cute. So I have another question about why you named the bear Jeff. Jeff actually means God's peace. The, the name My Bear Jeff actually came from an Instagram account, and I had a bear whose name was Jeff. And when it came around to naming the company, I really wanted to keep it because it really, to me, it kind of sounded like a fun narrative and sounded like, oh, there's a story behind this name of this company. But also even doing more research and finding out that it means God's peace and my whole heart in this whole entire thing is to be able to provide peace to kids. It really was full circle for me. So Jeff actually has way more meaning to me today than it did even three, three, four years ago when the original bear was named Jeff. Mm, that's very interesting. I love that. So now the bear has a little heart on it. I know we're going to talk about your story, your God story, and what brought you to that. Is that tied into the heart trauma that we're going to talk about? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I can even jump right into that if you'd like, but I'm um, even when you were sharing about your dad going through the stint, like that's such a huge victory to be celebrating. And I know I didn't go through near anything that, uh, that extensive, but, um, celebrating that type of victory of someone getting through that, I think is huge. And it kind of ties back to when I was four, I was, I was a really quiet child and my mom didn't really know what was going on. And so she had taken me to several doctors and go to find out I had a pinched aorta. And this was back in the 90s when it was it was kind of more of a rare thing to see in such a small child. So the options were I could be on heart medication for the rest of my life or possibly live till I was about 12 or 13, kind of feel things out, or do a heart procedure, which they did a balloon angioplasty, which is basically what they would do before, I think what they would do before a stent, at least in my... Yeah, that's what my dad had this morning. Yeah. So that's what they would do before a stint. And it was pretty rare to do on such a small child. So the odds of it rupturing could have been pretty significant. So getting through something like that, it really stamped me kind of for the rest of my life of realizing I felt like I was on borrowed time, really. And getting through that, I just, I wanted to be and give people the, um, the feeling that they could get through anything they put their mind to, because here I was on this earth and I was like, I guess I always had the idea of going back to that borrowed time, but also making every minute count and being thankful and excited for every minute. So that's why the heart was put on the bear is to really be able to provide kids that ability to know and believe they can get through anything. 
you know, you and I have conversed and it was so wonderful being able to meet you in person and have a conversation with you and get to know you a little bit. But the podcast, of course, is very uh, evangelistic in terms of how we share stories, you know, to those women who have a need in their life for encouragement in their faith as a result of struggle in their circumstances. So one of the big questions that I always open up with, and I know you and I have talked and conversed about this one, where does your childhood trauma God story begin that led you to your company? I have kind of a very unique story. I am the youngest of nine kids and we grew up Mennonite. So we were ultra, ultra conservative until I was, I think about 10 or 11, around that age. And so I always had a very unique and close relationship with the Lord. And I also always felt like, especially because of the, the thing that I went through with my heart, that I was put on this earth to do something way bigger than myself. I honestly, I had that just in the back of my mind. And I've had it in the back of my mind since I was a small child. Growing at Mennonite and going through a lot of really intense religious stuff. And even though I was really young, I understood some of it, but not near the level that some of my siblings would experience. And there was a lot of intensity that was involved in that whole entire situation. Getting out of that and getting really free from it was tremendous for me. And I guess for me, it would have been selfish to want to just keep that freedom to myself, especially with starting this business, just having a great desire to help other people walk through whatever they're facing, whether it is, you know, some type of medical situation or um, some type of abuse or religious circumstance or, you know, fill in the blank Uh, because of the freedom that I feel like I have worked through and found like that, like from a spiritual perspective, like that's really where I stand. And so growing up, God was kind of put in this box and seen as this very legalistic, very religious God that you, I'm trying to think how to word this, but um, that was just a list of rules. And for me, when I, especially when I was a teenager, my, I was asking the Lord, like, like, what is real? Like, what is real? And that was just such a huge um, question for me. So overcoming a lot of that was, I would say, a huge piece of my God story, just not, just having not grown up like most of the people around me and having to understand what the American culture really is and having to understand um, what a real authentic relationship with the Lord is that doesn't have the rules and legalities and all those type of that type of feeling. So I guess that's what I would say as far there's so many pieces to that, but to sum it up, uh, that's what I would say. Today, are you in a different type of a church family? I mean, has that led you to more of evangelical free type, non-denominational groups? Um, or, I mean, because the Mennonite culture, I mean, I know having lived in a community that had a lot of Mennonites, there is a whole different standard, you know, and they were, and they were you know, some were the long dresses and real conservative and then the little hats and, you know, and then there's also the Mennonite brethren denomination. And then there's more of the evangelical free, you know, denomination where it's, you know, more 
Christian contemporary music, um, grace, you know, uh, by, by faith, all, you know, and how you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, so I was just curious, since you've kind of come out of that very legalistic, like some denominations are, and you're now in more of a personal relationship and in a grace-filled relationship, is there a church that you found that you've connected with or? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just to clarify, so we left the Mennonites and, you know, there are definitely families that leave and they, they kind of go the complete opposite end. And I think it's very challenging for them to find a solid foundation again with the Lord. And we were, I was so fortunate, so extremely fortunate that we left and transitioned out very slowly. So, I have been through many different things like IHOP and YWAM and um, circuit riders, those type of things. And it has all kind of led me to my relationship with the Lord now. So I wouldn't label it in any sort of way. I wouldn't say that I'm like this category or what, you know, this is. At the end of the day, I, I guess I would just say I have a relationship with the Lord. I do go to a church and I was fortunate, really honestly, back in August, I found a church here in Kansas City that I have been extremely fortunate. I absolutely love it. But it has been very challenging to find a good church home, I guess, inside of all that. I wouldn't label myself at all. I would just say I have a relationship with the Lord and whatever the Bible says, that's what I stand on. And what that looks like can be very different from the next person. But, you know, I grew up with so many different labels and in such legalism, I wouldn't really put any definition, I guess, on it. I don't know if that kind of answers your questions. Yeah. My mother was Catholic. She converted to, it was more Roman Catholic, very embedded in Catholicism where they didn't believe in, you know, a a relationship with Jesus. Then she migrated over through the Billy Graham crusade into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then through that found a church and then migrated from there into a very unhealthy cult of Christians that were not affiliated under any particular accountability. And then that of course did not create a good situation in our family. Um, I'm actually out on several podcasts where I've shared my story, but The reason I bring it up is I just kind of wanted our listeners to understand that through that migration and into where you are today, that there is balance and there's healthiness and all those things to be able to integrate your faith into your business success. And I believe a lot of Christians have a difficult time with that. In that balance, I mean, I came out of a university where you were taught a Colorado Christian um, how to take your faith and integrate it into your business. And then to be able to honor the Lord through that and the gifts and talents that he's given you. And I was able to do that in several faith-based organizations. And of course, starting Altered Stories, which we have a, a culmination of women who have very strong backgrounds in business, but they also have a faith background. And, you know, I just think showing healthiness in that and that, you know, there are people that can do that and do that well and still go forward in bringing in those values into the work that they're doing 
you know, in their businesses. So just a, a point of conversation that I thought would be interesting. You know, you talk about the trauma God story. And, you know, when you and I talked to you, your mother, you know, she thought at one point that she could lose you, right? So she definitely leaned into her faith a lot. And when you were that little and you had a a faith relationship, do you recall like what really helped you in terms of your faith um, going through that? Was it Bible stories? Was it a scripture? Did you have a particular book or was it your Sunday school teacher or were there people in your life? You know, I just would like the audience to understand that. Yeah, I think it was probably a combination of two things. One, I am very close to my family, even though we are such a large family. Like right now we have 30, I believe it's 31 people from my parents down. So like in-laws, nieces and nephews. So we're very, very close. Like I talk to at least one, if not three to five of them every single day. That, I would say that I'm extremely fortunate in that because, you know, coming from that, it's very hard. It's extremely hard to meet people who understand and get it. And my siblings, we all get each other, you know, even though we, we live very different lives now, we all get each other. But I would say that and also Psalms 23 has been massive to me since I was a child. So there's not really a necessarily a Bible story. But I would say Psalms 23 always reminded me of the place that I think that God foresees us wanting and needing to be and always wanting to bring us to this place of peace and rest. It's kind of been my internal battle is, you know, finding the place of peace. And that's been very common prayer that I've prayed over the last several years. And so I would say those two things really are what has gotten me through a lot. and. You know, Psalm 71 has been massive, but also in Timothy, where he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All of those things have been really huge to me to get through anything. It's not necessarily one thing, but I think that's the beauty in the Lord that He puts the right people in front of us. It can be friends, it can be mentors, and sometimes it can actually be your direct family. That's so cool. I bet they're all excited to hear your podcast. <laughs> they're like, woohoo, Rachel, we got to hear it. So I'm sure um, a- along with so many, I know that um, are just supporting everything that you're doing here in the Kansas City area and launching this. So it's really cool. Was it hard to get into, you know, regular kid routine or what was it like? You know, it's, it's actually funny. So I didn't have much energy before, right? And it was like I was a new child after I had so much energy, so much life. And, you know, I even joke today, like, I mean, I still feel like a kid a lot of times. And so my energy was 180. So I don't think I was lost in any way of how to be a kid. I think it has taken me into my adult life of still being a kid. I mean, look, at I started a teddy bear company. So um, so I would say it was just, it was just a complete 180. I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember having like so much joy and so much just energy and so much life, like even as a small child. Mm-hmm. But then there was some other personal experience that you encountered, not just the health experience, but you also went abroad 
and God opened the door for you to be able to um, be around kids who came from very difficult circumstances. Can you share with the audience more about that? Yeah, for sure. So I went to Southeast Asia and I was fortunate to be there for three months. And while I was there, that's what really reminded me of childhood trauma. I mean, they go through such, like, such intense things that I had never seen in America. You know, whether it is, you know, extreme abuse, neglect, some of them are sold for marriage, which in some cultures that's perfectly fine and acceptable. So I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but I know in America that's, you, you don't see that. Um, but just seeing how they go through so much at such a young age and they're forced to grow up at such a young age was very interesting to me. But I remember leaving and wanting to be there for every single child that was going through something, even, even every single child period. And I was sick to my stomach leaving the country and knowing that I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't do anything. And so when I came back, I, it was just a constant question in my mind. Like, what can I do? Like, I just seen all of this, just been exposed to so much, but what can I do? And so that, that within probably six months of coming back, that's when I had the idea for the buy one, give one um, teddy bear model. You know, now we can segue into also the one-to-one sponsorship model that Compassion International has for children who are in need of, you know, support, help, you know, to get them through very impoverished conditions. So I love the, I think that's what kind of drew me to your one-to-one model is I've seen how sponsoring a child in the Dominican who I met when he was five, who's come through such trauma um, in his life as a result of poverty and how important it was to have a sponsor for him, you know, in his development and in helping him overcome such difficult things in his life. And so, you know, I love the the one-to-one model where, you know, you buy that bear and then it goes to a child in another country or someone who needs some ministering to, you know, that maybe won't have a sponsor or doesn't have uh, the ability to have access to programs like that even. So who are some of your partners with that model? Yeah. So I'm starting locally for right now. And the give back partners are Children's Mercy, which is a local children's hospital. I believe we have 18 locations around the city. Absolutely incredible, um, incredible organization. I love what they do. I love what they're all about. And then Kids TLC is another one. So they actually have a campus for kids who have been through like foster care or extreme abuse. They have an um, autism department. It's really incredible the work that they do uh, with the kids there. And I've been really fortunate to get to know them. Um, And just, I absolutely, I love what they do. And then the other one is Front Porch Alliance, which works with, I would say a lot of single moms and like they have like play groups for kids and they have, they have these, these older gentlemen that will go and do minor home repair on houses on the east side that just need a little bit of fixing up and people can't really afford to necessarily have someone come out. So they do a lot of really great work and they're a powerful, powerful nonprofit. And I've actually had the opportunity to work with them 
on the photography side of things for a few years now. So I have seen the, the impact in the work that they do. And I would say all three of them, I am extremely proud to have them all on board. Extremely proud. Oh, we'll talk a little bit more about how uh, anyone listening today can purchase a bear in the future. So we'll jump into that in a minute. From your perspective, being faith, you know, you are a woman of faith. How do you see faith playing a role in helping children heal from trauma? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to peace, right? And comfort. Like God is God is the God of comfort and peace, but ultimately he's the God of love. And so looking at really what love really means in all of that and what that can translate out to even physically on this earth, I really think that's God's calling for especially children because they are so innocent and they're not really a place to care for themselves yet. I I really think it ultimately comes down to um, God's heart for kids and God's desire of His heart is that we live the life that He calls us to live, right? And so if kids are able to have the support that they need to be able to live that life, then you know, that's really what I'm all about. And that's what I would say God's heart really is for not just kids, but for everyone. And how do people get there? And really it's through the right kind of support. And for me, teddy bears is just the, it's just the beginning. Yeah, it sounds that way. We'll talk a little bit too. So about your vision, because that I think is good for others to hear. Um, your advice for those struggling in their faith journey, Rachel, there are a lot of people out there who have, you know, so much trauma in their background and, you know, they have a hard time with trust, right? They're having a hard time trying to believe God's got their back. So I just would love to hear what advice you would have. Yeah, I think for sure. I think to be honest, like everybody thinks that nobody else goes through that. And, and goes through the questioning. And what I would say is all of us have, I, would, I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I can speak for myself. A lot of us, including myself, have been there and have questioned it and have wanted to give up on it and maybe have given up on it for a period of time. But what I will say is be really raw and be really real with the Lord with where you're at. That is the best gift that you can give yourself. Like, you know, if we're, if we're able to be really real and raw with another individual, why can't we be that real with God? And um, I think giving yourself the freedom to be able to step into that type of honesty and transparency, I think will give you the freedom that you need with the Lord and being able to really be real. And it, it just cuts off the whole entire Christian facade of having it all together and you know, all this stuff, like it really allows us to truly step into a place of brokenness, but a place of power to heal and overcome. Love it. Thank you. I just love it. And I mean, that's one of the reasons I started Altered Stories too, was to get past the facade that so many women have and, you know, making it look like everything is just always okay in in the faith, you know. The bottom line is we all are broken. We come from the fall. You know, God came to this earth to, in the form of Jesus to help transition us into reconciliation in faith to him. And, you know, we're not perfect. People aren't perfect. We're going to fall. You know, we got, it's what we do. It's how we pick it up. It's how we live our life. It's how we 
choose to help others in the process. And God didn't waste any of what you've come through, Rachel, that is for sure. And he doesn't, he's such an amazing God in that way. So I love, love, love this. I love just your honesty and your transparency. And I know God is going to bless your socks off with this organization as you take it further. So can you share with our listeners kind of your future vision? I mean, you were just on one million cups, right? And pitched what you did, uh, you know, what you're doing and, you know, all those things. So I have a really huge vision and it's so big that I'm like, oof, did I just say that out loud? But my, really my vision is to get a million bears into the hands of kids. And that's kids that are impacted by trauma. Now I'm like, okay, how does that happen? We are pretty much at crossing the 600 mark with number of bears that will be given away this summer when the production order comes, which is pretty nuts to have that done in the first two months of starting. That's my vision. And, you know, other different resources and those type of things, like absolutely I want to be looking into that. But my focus right now is the bear and seeing how far I can take that and then what I can also add on to that. Really awesome. Bold vision. I've been told I have it too. I think bold vision is always a God vision. So, you know, we can't ever estimate, underestimate him and what he's doing and your those kids that need what you're providing. Listeners today, if they want to purchase one of your bears? What what do they cost and how do they go about doing it? All those things. Yeah. So I actually just lowered them. They are $35. And this is really in honor of the the first order and really wanting to push these out. But they're $35 and that includes shipping in, in the US. And you can go to mybearjeff.com and click on the pre-order now link. And that will take you there. And then you can select which nonprofit partner you want to give the bear back to, or we can choose. Mm, that's cool. So um, how long does it typically take to get it shipped out? Do you know? Um, so the production order will be here this summer. So, you know, after they arrive, it's going to take probably about a week to get everything together to be able to ship them out. And then just a few days from there. Okay. Do, does a person get a chance to write a personal note? No, unfortunately, no. Um, it's not something that we're really in a position to do right now. Um, but that it's absolutely a beautiful thing. Now, I will say something kind of down those lines. I've had a lot of people share stories with me of trauma they experienced as kids and how they had a bear or a stuffed lion or, you know, a bunny or whatever it was that really helped them. So what I am actually looking for right now is those stories because that's an element that I actually want to tie into this whole thing. And I've had a number of them, but I'm always looking for more. So, cause that in itself can really push it forward to bless more kids. If that makes sense. Just so um, everyone is aware, we will set up your own episode page and then there'll be, you know, your bio, um, this podcast, other uh, information. So they can go to, your website. And so we'll make it easy for them to, and of course, got a couple of pictures that we're going to put out there as we do the promo, but I just love the concept that, that's gone into now product and it's your heart behind what you're doing. And I really am hoping a lot of women are able to hear this and also share 
this out with others, um, especially to give hope to those moms maybe that are experiencing, you know, hard things with their children, you know, that medically, you know, physically, all those things, you know, that go with trauma, right? Or even for those coming out of the other types of trauma, abuse, you know, those, t- those kinds of things. So do you have any other comments or anything else you want to share, Rachel, before we wrap up? I just want them to be encouraged. I mean, for me, faith is a huge piece of my business, but I don't talk about it publicly very much. And that is because I have a massive conviction to show it versus the tell it as much. I would just encourage people, you know, if they are on the business side and, you know, if they're really struggling with how do you share your faith in the workplace or, um, you know, how do you even lead a life of faith in that? Just encourage them to, to know there's other people out there with that same thought in mind and just to be encouraged that they're not alone in that whole walk. And just because they're a Christian, that doesn't mean that they are any less powerful, but they are actually even more powerful. And that even me, like I stand with them in what they're all about. So that's probably what I would say. Awesome, Rachel. I love it, love it, love it. And again, thank you so much for your time and for sharing personally your God story gift. And I know this podcast is going to really bless others. And I want you to know that I'm wishing you great blessings and success with your business growth and with all the doors that God is opening now. And for you also to be able to share your story to inspire um, many, many women out there and men, because we do have listeners that are men too. So anyway, thank you again. And until the next time, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.